Cool. Hey, everybody. I'm Ben Gramico from InterNACHI. That's the International Association of Certified Home Inspectors. And this is a Colorado chapter meeting, and it's online. And I think it's one of the first ones we've done online. And um, since we can't really see each other like we always used to, um, maybe uh, if you're a member of a chapter, what we usually do is uh, pick a spot like a diner, uh, maybe have some dinner or some coffee and dessert. Somebody presents. Hopefully we learn something that we could apply to our business uh, so that the evening is uh, valuable. And then um, we go home and we'll see each other in a month or two. But we can't really do that. Uh, it's not really safe or comfortable or healthy. So in the meantime, um, I have asked uh, four of my friends to come by and um, share um, their experiences as certified home inspectors. And so um, what, who we have is Lon Henderson, Julie Yerk, Gary Sloan, and Jonathan Ramirez. And they all have different takes and different experiences. And um, maybe they'll share some tips that we could use in our own business. Um, so thank you for um, attending this online chapter meeting. And I actually opened it up to everybody. I invited a few people outside of Colorado and that's okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. Business is business, but we may be talking about local things. Um, couple logistics. I can't see you, we can't see you. So don't worry about it, um, uh, but you should be able to see us. We can't hear you. Um, uh, but you should be able to hear us. But if you wanted to talk, you could chat with each other. You can chat with each other individually or chat with everybody using the chat feature. Now I'm, I'm not gonna pay any attention to the chat feature. It's a little too much. What I am gonna pay attention to is the questions. And I'm really interested in your questions. So it doesn't matter who you are, experienced inspector, veteran inspector, brand new inspector. Maybe you're not an inspector at all. You're a real estate agent a contractor or someone who's interested in home maintenance, feel free to ask questions using the Q&A feature. There's a little button there. You click that, something pops up and you can type in your questions. And if, if it's a good question and people give it a thumbs up, it'll bubble up to the top. So you can upvote people's questions if you're interested in doing that. So feel free to ask questions during this chat, this informal gathering. And this is what a chapter meeting is all about, where we just hang out with each other uh, best people I like to hang out with are home inspectors. Uh, and um, what I like to do is ask my friends who have joined me in this webinar to introduce yourself, uh, go around the table, so to speak, and uh, maybe share some things uh, about your business. Maybe um, your name, your company name, where you're from, and how's business. And then we'll go around again and talk about maybe some of the details of what is going right what is going wrong, uh, maybe some tips and things like that, okay? So real quick, again, I'm InterNACHI Ben Gramico, um, and uh, I'm the COO and Director of Education. I do crazy stuff like videos and, and courses and things like that. You're always welcome to email me if you need help with anything. Um, uh, there's about 30 people who work at InterNACHI and they all work for you, and I'm one of them. So I'm on the contact page, my phone number is there, my email is there. Uh, we work for you. So um, that's why I want to say. And so maybe Lon, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks. Uh, I'm Lon Henderson. Uh, my company is Western States Inspections and Services. 
Uh, I actually live out on the Eastern Plains of Colorado, but I'm close enough to Denver that 95%, 98% of my inspections are in the Denver metro area. But uh, I also do rural inspections. In fact, I'm headed out east tomorrow to do a 100-year-old farmhouse. But I've uh, been doing it, well, I'm starting my 23rd year. Wow. So um, just I've been doing it a while. And, you know, I, I definitely concentrate on residential inspections. Uh, I do a lot of rural inspections because I live in the country and kind of have developed a bit of a niche for that. But, um, but as I said, most of my business is still in the Denver metro area. The, um, I'm actually uh, doing a big commercial uh, school inspection here in a week with a... Uh, another uh, inspector who uh, I, I also teach at the InterNACHI uh, school and the other inspector, Ray Klein, teaches there too. And the two of us, he has more experience with commercial inspections. So I called him up to uh, go with him uh, basically on, the, on a uh, commercial inspection, which kind of leads me to one of my tips is sure. uh, if there's some area that uh, you either don't feel like you're strong in, or you just would like to see um, somebody else um, do uh, how they do things in that area, work out a deal with somebody and go do it. And uh, uh, Ray's strength is, uh, one of his strengths is commercial inspections. Uh, he's got more experience with them. And even after 23 years of doing it, I'm like, you know, I called up Ray and Ask him if, uh, you know, we could do this one together to uh, uh, just to kind of see how he does things. So anyway, that was my little bit here. Cool. Julie? Thank you. Yes, um, I'm Julie Irk. I am a certified professional inspector, and I own and operate Empowered Home Inspections based out of Arvada, Colorado. Uh, I've been doing inspections for about three to four years. I did earn my certification four years ago, and it was kind of slow at first. And um, I built up a lot of confidence by going through all the webinars and doing more. I suppose doing more inspections definitely has helps. The more I do, the more I love it. So, um, yeah, uh, my tip for you all is definitely get on InterNACHI and get as much education as you can and get into the webinars. And um, I appreciate you, Ben, because there's been a couple times I've had emailed you for tips and things like that. Um, there's a lot of help out there. And um, yeah, get out there and get her done. There's, there's a lot of houses right now, a lot to do. And you'd think it'd be slow time this time of year, but it's not slow and um, it's exciting. And I'm not that person at the kitchen table waiting for business. I'm going out there and getting it and, it, and it's working. So um, it's great. So Julie, you're busy right now. I am. I'm busy for me. I, I, I'd like to be a lot busier, but for me, yeah. And I like it. And, um, and I, I, you know, you have to meet with agents. You, um, I'm also part of a business networking group and that's, that's giving me about 38% of my business. Um, also I, the coffee, well, zoom meetings, coffees, whatever we can do at the time, whatever COVID, you know, lets us do, 
just keep doing it because that's where I've also picked up probably about 20% of my business is just, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd like to be on your top preferred list. And pretty soon they, yeah, I have a job, you know, I'm available. That's what's appealing right now is because I'm building my business. I am available. So, um, I'm liking it. And Lon, you, you shared that you're busy too. I, this has been a great year. Uh, maybe not my best year, but pretty darn good year. Uh, you know, it, like everybody, April, March looked pretty sad uh, through that period. But wow, uh, it took off in like a rocket ship after uh, uh, starting in May and uh, August was insane. The, um, in fact, I didn't take a day. I took one day off in August uh, and that's like working seven days a week. So, uh, uh, you know, I've kind of always been a, you know, harvest the hay while it's growing kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I, you know, hard to say no to somebody calling me up for uh, an inspection. And I'm happy to say I had a fair number of people calling me up. Uh-oh, I just taught a lesson about saying no <laughs> to certain people. So yeah, it all depends on who you talk to, I guess. I'll, I'll give you the complete opposite advice that Lon will give. <laughs> That's how we work. Gary, um, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Gary Sloan. I uh, own a company called Discovery Inspections. We're based in the Atlanta area. Um, Lon, it seems like 23 seems to be the magic number because that's when I started my company. It was 23 years ago, so um, 1997. And uh, I fondly remember um, NCR forms. <laughs> yes. Um, and I also remember having a, um, an advantage over our competition. We were using Polaroid cameras oh. and we would uh, take pictures of defects and then we would staple them to the reports and we'd say, our reports come with pictures. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, some, <laughs> some the, back then, the only tools that we used were a screwdriver and a flashlight. And uh, now look how far the profession has, has come. Um, but I was in the Navy. Uh, I did eight years in the Navy and uh, uh, I did not serve on a ship, uh, believe it or not. I was in the, what we call the air wing. So I worked on aircraft and I was an aircraft quality control inspector. And so I guess that's really where my inspection desire started was, uh, was back then. And then I got picked up by Delta Airlines uh, as a mechanic for them. And then uh, despite no ambition of my own, I got promoted into management where I got to interface with OSHA and the EPA and the EPD and the FAA and fire marshal. And I didn't realize at the time how beautifully that interfaced into commercial inspections. And so um, that's something that I want to share with the group as well. Um, we have 10 internachi trained inspectors that work for us. And I didn't design it this way, but half of my inspector team is prior military. Hmm. Um, you know, they have great attention to detail. They're physically fit. They understand 
you know, a protocol. They're okay being accountable for, you know, when they fall short on something. Um, they're just, they're just great folks. But um, in terms of production uh, of the 23 years, uh, far and above, this is the most prolific year we've had. And so I would say COVID who, COVID what? <laughs> um, but um, and next year, um, we are planning a 50% growth, 5-0. And so uh, we're looking forward to that. I want to share some of the things that, that we're going to be doing to, to reach that, that goal. Cool. Thank you. Jonathan. Hi, my name is uh, Jonathan. Uh, I'm based on uh, Littleton, Colorado. Uh, I got the pleasure to meet Ben and Lon. I, I, I think I consider myself one of the last class of the House of Horrors pre-COVID. Mm. Um, it definitely was an experience for me that I'm never gonna forget. Um, I did a, I, from everyone over here, I think I, I am the rookie. I started on on uh, on February uh, this this uh, road to home inspections. Uh, a little bit of my background, um, I've been doing a little bit of constructions, uh, multifamily uh, maintenance and management, and uh, I wanted to you know grow in 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 this particular uh, trade. Uh, see, it's something that you know I, I consider myself a little bit detail oriented and kind of find those. Uh, things that people don't see. So, so I did a little bit of research. I, I, I was, I found Internachi. Uh, I saw they were based in Colorado. I'm all about stuff here in Colorado. And, and I'm like, so let's do it. So I enrolled myself uh, on the House of Horrors. Oh, somebody asked me, yeah, my, my company name is Home Inspections by Paseos Residential. Um, Paseos Residential, that's the neighborhood that I grew up, uh, my childhood neighborhood. So so I kind of want to give it a little bit of a feeling. So, so yeah, uh, it's been a very interesting uh, couple months. Of course, you know, COVID uh, hit, and uh, trying to knock uh, on some of some of those doors. Some of them shot on me, uh, especially you know because of of um, being being new on the industry, uh, not having a name out there. Uh, but uh, I was able to uh, partner up with a with a realtor. And um, he's been keeping me busy for the last uh, three, four months. So it, it's been very interesting, a lots, lots of learning. And, uh, and so far I, I, I've been enjoying it, so. So how do you, how do you break in to the business? Do, do you remember? I remember how I did it. Uh, you know, I, I don't recommend doing it. I lowered my price. Uh, so that I was just uh, so affordable. I just needed one real estate agent in an office to hire me. And then I, that was my foot in the door. And then I immediately raised my prices, right? I didn't give that discount anymore. So I, it, was, it was just a desperate move to get my foot in the door and it worked for me. How did, how did each one of you like start? Is it a real estate agent? Is it finding a real estate agent? Well, I was... I was a little luckier than many. Um, I was a uh, real estate agent 23 years ago and two fellow real estate agents, we were all Remax agents. I started up this company and one of my fellow partners 
was just one of these guys who knew everybody. And he really, uh, I mean, we hit the ground running. So I'm kind of a little different than a lot of uh, experiences that many have in the business. But I wouldn't discount or wouldn't rule out your approach of, you know, if you're trying to get your foot in the door with an agent or something, offer, let me uh, do uh, an inspection for one of your clients for half price or something just to, and so you can see how I work and see if we're compatible and stuff and just make that pitch to an agent. And, you know, and finding, like Jonathan was saying, if you find one good agent who's a busy agent uh, and they like you, they can help you out a lot, not only in just giving you some business directly from them, but also um, referring you to fellow agents. Uh, it's, uh, and you know, and, and try to connect yourself with a, a good agent who wants a good inspection. And because uh, the best agents want the best inspectors because it makes them look good with their clients. And so that I think is also something that helped us is that the agents who tried us, they liked us, uh, liked what we did. And uh, it, it, it never really, it was always uh, pretty, pretty good for us. Uh, my two partners have since unbelievably passed away. So it's just me now. And, uh, eh, you know, I'm, I kind of like the solo business. Uh, I consider doing other expanding occasionally, but uh, it's uh, kind of like just just me kind of thing. But um, it uh, the big thing is two things to me. Also, work your sphere of influence, which is your friends and family, hard. Because, uh, um, and you know, and ask them to give you referrals because they're going to be knowing people who are buying houses too, or uh, uh, sellers sometimes get pre-listing inspections, but also, but mainly buyers uh, is a, a big source. And then if, when you do get that inspection, uh, you know, ask, ask for referrals from those, uh, from that client, uh, ask them because they'll sooner or later be knowing somebody who's buying a house too and creating that personal um, sphere of, of uh, recommendations in addition to what you might be getting from real estate agents can really help jump you. Uh, that's one of the things that I noticed with many um, new inspectors. They forget that it's okay to ask for a favor. People love doing favors for people. So if they're asked, so a lot of people just forget like in their communication, hey, you know, it'd be great if you could keep me in mind for a, a recommendation if you need another home inspector. Or like Julie said, if, you, if your favorite inspector is busy, you know, I'm not. Um, so I'm available uh, on Saturday morning or something like that. Gary, how did you go from you doing all the inspections to handing over all of that responsibility to other people? That drove me nuts when I, when I was doing that. Cause I thought by mistake, I'm the, I'm the only one who could do a great inspection for my company. How'd you grow so big? Um, well, I had a business coach that sat on my chest and said, um, 
what is your problem? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you're experiencing growth, but is it the growth that you want? I said, well, I'm making a good living. He said, is it the growth that you want? And I said, well, I'm not really sure. And he said, well, let's talk about that. And so I agreed to, well, I want tremendous growth, tremendous. And he said, well, then you got to stop thinking that you're the only person who can do an inspection. He says, that is a self-limiting belief. And he says, I'm going to tell you right now, there's people out there in your community that can do an equal or possibly better job than you're doing. The secret is finding them. And so I said, oh, God, you know, I just I just want to be responsible for me. You know, I'm in control of me. If I step through a ceiling or I leave a door unlocked, I want to be the man, you know. And so I said, OK, I'll try it. So I hired a guy and I started off as an inspector helper. I did it in little bitty steps. And um, and then I realized, you know what? Uh, he's got people skills. He's got technical skills. He understands the protocol. He writes a good report. He's articulate. And I, I started giving him more slack or more freedom. And then uh, I went on a, a conference and I had to let him do inspections on his own. While I was in the first day of the conference, I got a text, call me. And it was a text that said, um, such and such fell through a ceiling of a $700,000 house. I said, oh my God, this is exactly why I didn't want to do this. And my peers were like, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to fix the ceiling to whatever level of satisfaction the seller wants. Okay. They didn't have the anxiety I did. And you know what? Once I realized that everything's going to be okay, then I said, you know what? It's time to find more people. And so I see a question here. How do you find your inspectors? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. And it's a common question I hear. Um, I used to think it would only be people that were in the construction industry. That's what I wanted. But the reality is I wasn't born with this knowledge of home inspections. I had to learn it. So I've hired people that had no experience whatsoever. Um, and like JC Penney, I hire 80% based on attitude or personality. The other 20%, we can teach that, right? So um, I've gone to fire departments in my area. Firemen, um, I don't think get paid what they're really worth. Right. And so if you talk to any of them, they all have part-time jobs, whether it's landscaping or drywall or, you know, painting or whatever. Um, they're physically fit um, and they have flexible schedules. So in the wintertime, when I feel the pressure to give them inspections, um, they have a full-time job uh, and they're, they're not necessarily leaning on me for that. Uh, so they're kind of reservists, I guess you'd say. Um, the other ones came through internal recommendations from my own staff or from realtors. When you put the word out and you get a reputation of being a company with a great culture who cares about the clients, who cares about your referral sources, who cares about your staff, people will find 
you. In fact, yep. So that's just a few uh, few ways I've I've found folks. That's okay. I also give I also give a referral fee for somebody that we decide to hire. <laughs> I want to reward that person. That's a great point um, because yeah. uh, when I was hiring, I was trying to hire right, like you said, somebody with the skills and knowledge that are like mine, like a home builder, like something like that. But that's not necessary. Actually, you want somebody who's like. Um, uh, like a firefighter, that's perfect. Someone with a lot of heart or knows service, maybe um, someone who's serving tables at a restaurant or a diner or something like that, because uh, you can put anybody through InterNACHI's training. It doesn't cost you more money. Uh, just start them off with the interior, learn the, uh, how to inspect the interior, and then we'll do the windows. And then, oh, uh, take the uh, InterNACHI uh, course on insulation you'll do insulation next and then take the course on uh, the water tank, of course, and then you'll do water tanks for me. And then you build that inspector up with knowledge, practical knowledge, using internet, she's online courses to gain the knowledge, but it's that personality that, that is really uh, amazing if you can find that right person. Um, Julie, I wanted to ask you, what is it like to um, destroy your competition in this male dominated industry? <laughs> I wouldn't know for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I just try to. In my opinion, you have an advantage. You have a significant advantage because I'm uh, I'm me. I'm six three, two hundred forty pounds, big, uh, male. Of you know, I yeah. facial hair so, and all that stuff, and I shake hands and you know, and so uh, I I've, I I you all know this, but I you know we had our peach inspections in order to be a little bit more soft and kind and approachable instead of uh, masculine, male, hard, uh, you know, uh, out there like that. Um, so I wanted to approach real estate agents who are mostly women, but you have a way uh, that I'll never understand on how to communicate with most real estate agents. So you may have a huge advantage. If we were com competing, I'd be kind of nervous. So how do you do it? What's it yeah. like? What's it like for you? Well, I, I do, uh, um, I don't market myself as a female home inspector, uh, but I do have a lot of people that acknowledge that. And my first response is, I love to get on the uh, rooftop. I love to go in the attic and the crawl spaces. They don't, I'm, a, I'm small enough that I can fit anywhere. Uh, they don't make me afraid. And um, I'm really great with first time buyers. I'm, I, I definitely, as a woman, I feel like I see more though. Gary now has me going, I might want to take that back, but um, I, I love also military for that. You're right. They just, they're set for that. Um, and I think a lot of people too, that aren't military can be set that way as well. But um, definitely I am set that I, I'm detail oriented. I see things that a lot of people don't see. Um, and I'm able to explain because I have a background in construction and um, I've always wanted to be a carpenter. So I kind of, I do a lot of that, but um, I'm able to explain to my clients that I can fix a lot of things and I can explain to you what you can do uh, I'll have things on my inspection report that is your to-do list. It's not a problem. No house is perfect. Anything is doable. And if I can do it, you can do it. And if I can't do it and I need a professional, I know the difference. And I can explain that to you so that you don't have to worry whether you 
know if you should try something or not. And you don't have to worry about, you know, if it's going to be uh, a real big issue down the road, I have enough experience that I can explain things to you. Um, you know, so it, it definitely, I can come across as comforting, um, whereas sometimes a guy's going to just walk in and want to just, hey, I'm just here to get this done for you and we're done, you know, and here's, here's your stuff to, to worry about and not worry about. And I, I don't know, maybe not all inspectors are that way, but um, I've had some agents tell me that as a female, I can come across a little different in that regard. Um, and, and some people don't want that though. Other people just, you know, I don't want a lot. I don't want to know a whole lot. Just give me the, you know, as is, but I, I try to explain there's no as is home inspection. Um, lately, you know, with the way things are going with home buying, people are bidding upwards of 50 to a hundred thousand over asking price. I know this is a fact. And so, you know, are they concerned about the inspection? Not necessarily, you know, they're, the, the, the seller's not going to do anything anyhow because they got someone else who'll give them a lot more money. So, you know, just being able to explain to people too that, you know, the reality is, you know, we're here, we're going to help you make this process go as smooth as possible. Um, and I'm a talker, so I'm able to, you know, calm things down sometimes and um, I don't know. Cool. Uh, I am... Um... I was always told that uh, I had uh, a nice smile uh, and I smiled throughout the entire inspection. Even when there was like a big hole in the roof, I'd come down from the roof and I'd ha have this big smile on my face. Cause uh, I think, because frankly, I just enjoyed it. Uh, you get to the point where you're just looking for a really bad house to like give you a great morning uh, with a lot of defects. Um, Cause sometimes it just goes on and on and on and mundane. They, they all become the same. So when you find something big, oh, you know, it's just, it's so exciting, but I never freaked out because I, I realized much later, I realized what I was doing the whole time. I was just telling the story of the house. I wasn't um, getting to a point where, okay, we're going to have this document and you're going to use it to negotiate the price down. That wasn't my goal. I was actually just telling the story like, Hey, when you move in, you're going to have to fix this hole in the roof, you know? Um, and so I, they got to understand the story of their house. And um, that's, I think how that's, that worked for me. Uh, I was just a storyteller and I just talked and talked. There was nothing really good or bad. It was just, this is what it was. And that, that's what worked for my company. And that's what worked for me. Jonathan, what, what is working for you? What do you feel is, uh, has been successful for you so far? Or what challenges do you want to share? Uh, well, one of the challenges was, you know, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, it's uh, knocking on doors. Uh, seems like, you know, when, when you start on this business, you, uh, you, I mean, I'm pretty much freshly off the, uh, freshly off the house of horrors, you know, uh, I thought, you know, it was going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm internationally certified here, you know, give me inspections. Um, I wish it worked that way, but you got to work, work it out a little bit, you know, you got to, you know, of course, uh, get to know people. Uh, I'm targeting two markets, and uh, so far, it's it's balance. It's been balanced. So, some some of those realtors like, hey, you know, yeah, we'll let you know. We'll call you back. Uh, uh, just leave leave you know leave me your business card, and uh, and so that was that was the hardest part finding the first one to catch. 
uh, I found the, uh, this realtor and it's, it's been great. Uh, of course, you know, I want to keep expanding and uh, just, you know, my suggestion for, for new inspector, inspectors out there is one step at a time, one day at a time. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get uh, um, uh, w discouraged like you're not going to find an inspector or, or people, they're just not going to knock on your door. I mean, it's eventually it's going to happen. Um, so I think that that's one of the hardest parts for me. Yeah. Um, what worked for me is just, uh, as, as far as the report, you know, when, when I was uh, uh, with you guys over at the House of Horrors, you know, you guys have the experience and, you know, pretty, pretty easy to, to, uh, to type a report, but just say the way it is. Uh, there's no better options. Just, you know, don't try to use fancy words that you don't understand, uh, crazy terms that, you know, like you don't even know what they mean. It's like, explain it, tell that to the client. If they have questions, be available for them. And, and like Ben said, just always have a smile on your, on, on your face. Uh, that's, that's what, you know, basically uh, will attract more, uh, more, more clients. Awesome. Hey, um, I remember having uh, a goal to have a ton of real estate agents per inspector in my company. And we were up to like a half a dozen inspectors at one point. And, you know, you can never keep them. They always want to go. Uh, I don't know how Gary keeps 10. Uh, they must just love him. But, um, you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, not everybody wants to leave, but some do. And you can tell who wants to, wants to go. Um, and I've always wanted to, I didn't do it when I was in business, but I've been asking master inspectors if they ever looked back at their like revenue data or the referral data. And they look to see where the jobs came from and what agents are giving them the most referrals. And is there a 2080 relationship? Are 20% of the agents giving you 80% of your referrals, right? Um, Rolan mentioned saying yes to everybody. Um, and I've heard um, it's better to think about where your revenue and where your um, referrals are coming from. And it could be just this small little sphere of influence that Lon talked about. And it's not everybody that you need to attend to, but it's only maybe a smaller portion of that. Um, so maybe Lon or Gary, you want to you want to talk about that, and then I think we have a couple of questions from other other attendees. You know, I mean, the number of realtors that I know or have worked with is like two hundred, but actually sending me business on a regular basis is probably less than twenty or so, and then. You know, an agent here, agent there sends me uh, an inspection or refers me to an inspection, um, you know, every now and then. So I have some agents that I'll go months between hearing from them. And then I have two agents who uh, it's a brother sister team. I get probably five inspections a month from them. And so, wow, right there, you know, uh, love those love them. Yep. Um, and then I get a lot of past client referral. Uh, so I would say, uh, and frankly, if I was to give a piece of advice is build the past client referral base, work on that more intensely than working on 
real estate agents because real estate agents, you know, they can be fickle. Uh, an agent who used to send me a lot of inspections uh, hired an assistant whose husband was an inspector and he felt like he had to refer inspections to that guy and suddenly he's gone. Um, and so those things can happen with real, and then they just get out of the business. Uh, I've been doing this so long, I don't even know how many uh, realtors are just gone. They've just left the business. So they, they come and go too. So working on that past client uh, uh, referral base, uh, it's probably one of the strongest things you can do. Of course, you got to start getting clients to do that. But when you get a client is that follow up with them to ask for uh, uh, referrals from their friends and family who are buying houses. Yep. And uh, so that I think is uh, the two, I mean, that's the two sources for me by far and away uh, is a fairly small cadre of r real estate agents who uh, like me, like what I do, I make them look good uh, and in, um, uh, you know, their clients like me and they, they're, that makes them look good. And then uh, past client referrals are uh, another big part of it. Gary, are you, ref are you uh, tracking where your jobs are coming from, from real estate agents? Are you getting any data? Are you taking a look at real estate agents and who's, who's a friendly real estate agent and who ain't? Oh, your sound, microphone. No problem. My go. office claims that I track bowel movements for the staff. Uh, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how, how can you how can you manage what you don't measure? Right. I mean, as a business owner, you got you got to know where that business is coming from. And when you really get into the details of it, you might be surprised. And you know, when we're working on an imbalance that we have, and that a large percentage of our referrals come from realtors. That's a natural referral source. I get that. But what about loan officers? What about builders? What about contractors? Like Lon said, is, is it more difficult to find a new client or keep one that you've already wowed? You know? So, and then what are the other re referral sources? Digital marketing, you know, and I pay somebody to do that. I am not interested in learning HTML and SEO and spiders and robots. And, you know, I, I just, that just doesn't appeal to me. So I pay somebody to do that. Right. But don't you want and, to control that yourself, Gary? No, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, you know, we have to realize, and, and one of the things I want to share that, that, I borrowed from the corporate world. It was just an excellent tool. It's called a SWOT analysis. Yep. You heard of SWOT of it? So it stands for strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats. And it's not a daunting um, assignment. You just start thinking, well, what, what are the things that I'm really good at? And what are the things I'm not so good at? Well, maybe, maybe I should either fortify those or I pay somebody else to do them for me, like bookkeeping. I would not be interested in that at all, right? Um, opportunities, and we talked about some here, and threats, and I break threats up into 
both internal and external, right? Um, and so it really lays out, you know, where you are as an entrepreneur. Um, and I've used that on the personal side as well. So if you don't want to know what a SWOT analysis is, please have a look at that. It's, it's extremely valuable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we go a little bit over that in the Internet G Home, um, Home Inspection Business course. There's a question um, from Russell. Uh, he wants to plug the Hungry Inspector book. I think it has some good content in it. I've never read it. Um, frankly, I don't like the title. Uh, it's like the hungry inspector. It's like the starving artist. You know, not all artists, not all inspectors are hungry. I understand, but um, I wonder if anybody has uh, read it and uh, do they recommend it? Don't know it. No. Okay. Um, there's an internet Facebook site, Russell says, can we speak to the negativity that some present on this forum to newer inspectors? Not much sense bashing our other organizations, uh, even more so each other. There are other non-inspectors in this group. Confidence is king. Yeah, that's, that's one of my, uh, well, it's not a goal, but, um, I, I don't want to be a moderator, but I just can't stand, can't stand these, if I can be so frank, these old home inspectors who are just sitting there doing nothing but yakking their mouth off all day long, not doing inspections, not working on their business, but tweeting and, and posting and bashing people who are trying to work hard and make a great living. And they have no willpower or confidence in themselves to maybe give some help to someone else who may need it. But instead, they'd rather bash from a distance. And I can't wait till this COVID stuff is over so I can meet them face to face. I, I wanna take that, just what you were saying, a little more to also the personal level. You know, I'll get reports from other inspectors. An agent will send me a report going, this guy inspected my listing and what the hell did he mean by this or that kind of deal? I do not throw these guys under the bus, even when I disagree with what they say. And I, and I, I don't understand, well, I do understand it, but I don't like it that there's, we have fellow inspectors out there perfectly willing to throw another inspector under the bus. And now sometimes, okay, some inspector is just crummy, but most of us are not. We actually do a very good job. Here in Colorado, there's no licensing. And the uh, just recently uh, for, uh, well, for Colorado uh, inspectors, but also for uh, uh, people in other states, just for your information, um, we just recently had a process in Colorado, it's called the Sunrise Process, where a, uh, uh, a proposed license bill for, in this case, uh, was presented and they uh, look to see if there's actually any need for licensing home inspectors. And it came back, no, because we're doing a good job here. That's true in every state. And I've looked at all of them, it just even, even states before they did licensing, the inspectors there were actually doing a very good job. Most of us do really good jobs. Uh, and so I just, to my 
fellow inspectors, you know, you, you don't don't be so quick to throw uh, another inspector under the bus because that favor will get returned to you. I promise. Not to mention, it's just bad for the industry. It's I look for the positives in my fellow inspectors. I want all of us to be great. And when I hear a realtor or a client tell me, oh, my last inspector was really bad. Well, you know, I, I say, geez, I, I hate to hear that. And I mean it. I hate to hear that. And I don't also, when I get patted on the back, wow, you're the best inspector I ever had. I've had about six houses and none of them were as good as you, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's great to hear. But I'd actually like to hear we're all great. And I want us all to be great. But part of that is also not tearing down our fellow inspectors, but promoting us all in a positive light. Um, and so uh, and I just got recently got a report from a, um, a uh, agent who, uh, you know, is this guy any good? Well, it turns out I know the guy and he's really good. Uh, and so I, with great am amusement to myself, said, oh, yeah, he's okay. And um, then told him that, yeah, this guy's great. And uh, we went on with the looking, explaining the guy's report, uh, discussing it. You know, be positive about our business. And that means being positive about fellow inspectors. It, it feeds all of us to our betterment, in my opinion. Uh, Julie, Brian has asked, I just opened my business last month and I haven't booked any inspections yet due to not having my marketing strategy fully implemented. When I do start performing inspections, um, how necessary is it for the report to contain all the disclaimers and cover your butt language about every minor defect that you may encounter? Do you, do you have a strategy on what to say in a report? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and I would say, uh, when I first started out, I, um, have changed reports since then, but I use a program that helps me with the dialogue. Um, my, I use spectacular, so it already has a lot of those dialogues set up for me. And if I didn't like them, I would change them, but, uh, I'm not a legal person and nor do I care to be. So in fact, I know there was one time I had asked you, Ben, there was something I was troubled with and you guided me appropriately with that. So um, my advice is just definitely read through all that, use what InterNACHI has to offer, or if you're using a program like Spectacular or um, like um, Inspect, what are some of the other ones? Spectora. Um, yeah, Spectora. That's the other one. You know, get in with the program that and see what they're writing. There's also a lot of uh, reports out there that you can borrow, um, especially on Internachi. You can borrow what others have already done and um, and 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 have already written up. So yeah, you definitely need to have all of that in place. Um, and uh, I uh, I was told one time the lawyers follow the money. So wherever you're offering things that um, you're charging for, make sure you're on the up and up with that and that you're using the correct verbiage for recommendations. Um, you know, keep it simple though. Again, you can use your own words, but um, you know, definitely be consistent and follow your standards of practice. 
uh, on your report. Make sure you are doing everything you should be doing according to standards of practice. And I offer the buyback guarantee. And so as long as I don't miss anything, I'm good. And, and I don't ever intend to use that. But that is definitely my um, reminder that I'm going to do a very good job. And so, cause you, you don't want to miss anything and, and you're going to right now, I want to tell everybody, you're not going to get everything. No house will show you everything in the first three hours that you get. Um, and that's it. And I mean, you know, depending on the size of the home, of course, but, uh, you know, it's okay. Don't miss the big stuff and stand behind. If you miss something, stand behind it. Don't worry about it. Anything is fixable. And, um, you know, definitely though. I, I think that's important to have the verbiage there. Yep. Jonathan, what software do you use and how long do you take to perform an inspection and how long does it take for you to write the report? Uh, so I, I've been using Expectora. Um, I, I really like that. I, I, I like that, you know, you can customize it uh, pretty much the way you want. Uh, I kind of take a look at the other ones, uh, Home Inspector Gauge and, uh, and another one. But Expectora is the one that... Uh, got me of course you know my first inspection it took me probably about five hours and it was a townhome so very first one out the door I mean I was nervous I was like okay did I forget this I was going back and forward up and down the stairs I'm glad that you know the the uh the, the people wasn't there so it was vacant and uh and so that kind of smoothed things out so that was the first one of course the report same thing I was trying to meet the 24 hours. So I was working late at night and I had to stop and then take a nap and then uh, wake up the next morning and review everything. So yes, the first inspection and the first report, it's, it's the hardest one. But once you start seeing and, and getting a feeling out of it, you're, you, you start enjoying it. Uh, uh, probably has to be with my personality too, but First inspect, inspector is, I'm never going to forget. Uh, and and I pretty much, um, it, it, took, it took me a while. It took me a while. And now, you know, time is getting shorter. Burbage is there. It's already built there. And uh, so I just, you know, click and paste. And pictures, you know, pictures. Uh, somebody told me, you know, in this case, uh, it's better to have a short pencil than a long memory. Here for me, it's better to have a big memory on your phone or on your camera, and you can always refer back to your to your pictures, and that's the best. I mean, if you don't remember something, just refer back to your pictures, and you'll see it's like being at the house all over again without being there. So, no, well, there's only a few ways you can make more money, and one of them, one of them is. Uh, simply um, do more inspections. <laughs> and I couldn't do more inspections in, in our company until we went mobile. So we did all of our reports uh, using a mobile device and we printed out the summary immediately and we went on to the next inspection. And I never did any reports at night. Gary, how do you, how, what software does your team use? Do they all use the same thing? And is that one way to manage the quality of what's being communicated out from your company? Yeah, it is. Um, I can't say that I've tried every single software out there, but I would say that most of them. Um, and 
we're in a time now that we have great choices. Um, for me, coming from the corporate world, I was surrounded by black belts and Six Sigma and lean concepts and efficiency experts. And gosh, they would count how many footsteps we would take to move from this location to another. So, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a great debate I see on, on the forum, you know, 2,500 square foot ranch, I take three hours and then someone jumps in and says, well, I, I couldn't do that in anything less than five hours. And, and I wonder who's really right, you know? I wonder who's right. Is the one doing less time, is he just more efficient? You know, could that be the case? Or, or is he going too fast? I'm not really sure. Um, for us, I think a general rule of thumb, and this can, this can really vary quite a bit, is a thousand square foot per, per hour. You know, and, and if it's an older house or, you know, a hoarder's house or something like that versus new construction, there's going to be some variances there. But um, so we use we use Spectora. Um, and, you know, my thing is, if if Apple could design a software, it would look like Spectora. <laughs> <laughs> That's. That's about what I'd say. Um, and so, so I was all against finishing on site because I wanted them to focus on the house. Hmm. Um, but we've actually created um, a great template and my guys either finish on site or they're 95% and they just touch it up, um, you know, in between inspections or, or uh, after they leave the, the last inspection. Um, so I have other comments, but I, I want to keep them uh, G-rated for our viewers. <laughs> Mary asks, what's your advice for an inspector that has a client that moves in about a one month after the inspection and their boiler doesn't or stops working a day after they get settled in? So uh, I have a little experience in that. Um, I've been sued uh, by clients um, and uh, you're taking the small claims. Uh, if your lawyer can't uh, snuff it out, with a reply letter or an email or something like that that's just as nasty in, in response. So sometimes you get dragged into court, no big deal. I was in and out in about 15 minutes. I had all my documents. I had my local business attorney, which is essential. I say this all the time. It's really important to get a local business attorney because that business attorney is gonna go through all of your stuff that's going to be presented in front of a judge if you get there. And you, so you might as well do it now and, um, and the, when you get that nasty phone call or that nasty certified letter, um, your local business attorney probably knows the law firm that's on the letterhead and will just call up and say, look, how are we gonna do this, right? And it, it will just go away, but sometimes it doesn't. Um, and so sometimes uh, you have to defend yourself and it's often the case that I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't able to set my client's expectations. So if you have a client that's expecting you to buy a boiler, um, you I would say uh, reconsider um, their perspective, right? Maybe for some reason they think you're guaranteeing that of some way. I, a long time ago, I went to an ashy chapter meeting. That was a waste. And the, the story was uh, somebody in the meeting said, hey, uh, I got, this, um, I got this problem that I solved and I wanted to share it. 
I did a home inspection and a week later, my client moves in and the dishwasher leaked all over the floor and it's totally shot dishwasher. And I solved the issue almost immediately. And everybody was on the edge of their seat. We're all like, how'd you do it? How'd you, you know, how'd you solve this problem? And he goes, I bought him a new dishwasher. And I'm like, what are you doing? What? You bought him and that's not a solution. You're not responsible for events that happen after your inspection. If the dishwasher was working at the time of the inspection, take a picture of it and put in a report, that's it. If it fails and leaks the minute after I leave that house, I'm not responsible for it. And you have to set that expectation. The roof may leak. I, I tell my clients, the roof is going to leak. It's gonna probably leak after this inspection, right? That's what roofs do, skylights especially, they're going to leak but I'm not responsible for it today. I'll just try to take a look at it right now and tell you what's going on, right? I'm not gonna predict anything. I'm predicting that things are going to fail, break, fall apart, stop working, and, and you're not gonna to come to me and get a new dishwasher or a new boiler. Lon, have you ever been sued or do you ever have uh, problems? I also got sued by somebody who wanted to um, uh, replace all of the padding under a carpet in because uh, the cat urine was there and I should have seen the cat urine. So that was, that was a good one too. I've never been sued. You know, I guess I should find some wood to knock on or something, but I'm not very superstitious. Uh, I had a, uh, this summer, uh, probably had one of the biggest uh, possible problems come up that I've had in maybe ever. Uh, inspected a really large, nice house. First uh, of June, six weeks later, I get uh, email uh, from the uh, uh, client who uh, they'd gone to, uh, they wanted to change the flooring in the basement when the old flooring came up. It was sopping wet underneath it, mold everywhere. They had video, photos, everything of this. And why didn't I catch it in June? So my approach, whenever these things come up like this, whether big or small, is to meet it head on. I call them up and you know, I had better things to do on a Sunday, but I said, I can be over there at nine o'clock Sunday morning. They said, how about 10? Okay, 10 o'clock. I was there for an hour and a half. We went through everything. I explained to them. Well, first of all, honest to goodness, I'm thinking, did I miss something? Did I screw up? Did I blow it somehow on this? So I, so I didn't go over there thinking, how am I gonna talk my way out of this? I'm thinking, okay, I'm glad I got insurance. Um, so I get over there, they're telling me what happened, I'm looking at their stuff, and it's the picture's becoming clear, it wasn't wet when I was there. How does it get moldy so quick? It's summertime, it's, it's warm, it's 55, 60 degrees in there. Once things get wet, it turned out it was a leaking, um, a vacuum breaker on the sprinkler system which hadn't been turned on when i was there for the inspection and i don't inspect sprinkler systems anyway if i'd seen one leaking i definitely would have pointed it out uh called it out so we i'm there for an hour and a half explaining all this to them i'm going over i'd actually uh used infrared on this house too and the infrared hadn't seen anything with this either and they wanted to know why I didn't cover every square inch with my moisture meter. And I 
show it to them and explain that that isn't practical. And they understood that. And so in the end, they were not very happy. The bill up to that point was 17,000. And so they, uh, he, you know, the husband says, well, you haven't heard the last of this. And I said, okay, that's fine. Well, here it is, uh, December and I haven't heard another thing about it. So whether they liked my explanation or not, they thought it, you know, wasn't any place to uh, go at chase after me on. And so I haven't heard any more about it. Another one a few years ago, one where I did make a mistake was a water heater. It was a LP liquid propane water heater on a natural gas system. And I flat missed it. I just flat didn't see the LP on the label biggest day. And I just blew it. Uh, two years later, I get a call from the client uh, you know, asking me, you know, saying they'd had trouble with the water heater, found out it was LP on natural gas, that the Bradford wouldn't honor the warranty on it. And I look, look at their, uh, they send me their photo, uh, compared to my photos, I blew it. So I'm thinking, okay, how much is it going to cost me for a water heater? You know, a thousand bucks maybe? So I'll say, How's 500 sound? They go, oh, Lon, you're the best. Thank you so much. And I'm thinking, I saved 500 bucks. And so if I blow it, I own it. If I don't, it's hard to get a nickel out of me. I, I'm kind of with uh, Ben here on it. That, that dishwasher wasn't leaking when I was there. I'm not buying a new dishwasher. So, uh, but if I do make a mistake, own it. And that's been my approach. I agree. Uh, one time I tripped a breaker in a, G, uh, a GFCI in a garage. Uh, I didn't see the refrigerator filled with uh, cold wine. I don't chill my wine, but some people do. And I didn't, I did, it went all, uh, I had to replace it all. So I made this big deal about it. I came with wine, right? That I thought was delicious, but I gave them a, a few hundred dollars, right? Cause it was really good wine and some flowers. I think I, I think I, I did. And then I had that person that I screwed, the homeowner, right? Because I tripped their, their house during this person. I had them write me a letter saying, thanks for taking care of all this and making us whole. And then I spread that out to the real estate agents. Now they know, just like Lon, if you screw up, you own it and you make people whole. So I, I may screw up. I may put my foot through something. I actually fell through a million dollar home as a home inspector um, and I had to patch it and closing was the next week. Um, but I owned it and I, I made everybody whole. So that means like you reduce the risk for an agent to give referrals to you, right? If you can reduce that risk, I think that's why Julie does buyback. So if you can reduce that risk. Um, uh, Jonathan, somebody was asking about um, in Colorado, uh, licensing and having a mentoring program. Do you have any mentors? Have you taken advantage of anybody um, experienced within an international network or outside the network uh, helping you along the way? Not yet. Honestly, I did look into it. I look at Internachi. There's a, 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 a directory for, yeah. you know, uh, mentors, but that's when uh, COVID hit. So, 
uh, I've been putting that on hold, but definitely I do want to do want to get uh, get a mentor and uh, and just look over their shoulders and join them with inspections, especially um, uh, yeah to to help me out get better. Um, some people was asking about Facebook too. Uh, you know, there's really good questions there. I mean, I I check Facebook pr pretty much every day together with the International Forum, and, and you really get. I mean. If you take aside all the all that negative negativity there, there's really good uh, stuff to learn there. So you just gotta weed it out. Yeah, of course you see the same questions. What software do you use? What this and that? And okay, you know, let's let just just flip the page and, and go to the go to the uh, the actual pictures that people really have serious questions about. And 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 I look at them and I'm like, okay, you know that that that's a legit, you know and. And uh, I, I've learned so much from the forum and from the Facebook. Yep, for as sure. long as you take that negativity out. For sure. Uh, Jonathan, you speak Spanish. I do, yes. Are you using that to your advantage? You know what, Pe people, people likes it. People, people like to be, uh, you know, have that communication right. on the same language. You can express them, uh, you know, tell them what's wrong with the house what's, you know, good. So definitely it's been, it's been an advantage. Um, it's been 50, 50 for me. I thought it was going to be like, Oh my God, you know, I'm going to capture all the market. And honestly, you know, it, it's, it's been 50, 50. I've, I've got from both sides and, uh, and of course, you know, it's, 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 it, it does help and people like it. People like it. You know, that was my, the first uh, market that I target the Hispanic uh, speaking uh, yeah. realtors and, I, I could say that I probably I have more on, on the on the uh, English speaking uh, uh, realtors and and a little bit on the Spanish. Yeah. So we're uh, an hour or so, you know, more than that. Um, let's maybe wrap this up. You want to wrap this up with some uh, final words, some, some final advice, some final tips. How's that sound? Julie, you want to go first and Gary, Jonathan, Juan? Sure. Um, thank you for having me as a guest. I really appreciate that. Um, and um, yeah, I, I think if anybody wants to reach out and have anything after the meeting, um, I you can reach me, um, empoweredhomeinspections.com. And, um, but I, I guess I would have to just leave with everybody, just keep working on your business, utilize InterNACHI, and meet with agents, coffee, 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 whatever, um, Zoom. Um, I, I know I, I have appreciated being in a business networking group where I've realized it's not just the agents. It's also, you know, mortgage brokers. And it could be the best friend. It could be, you know, somebody down the street, whatever. Those are all out there, too. But um, a big part of the business is meeting with agents. So, uh, and, and now I'm working on getting into the marketing. Um, Gary, I love how you uh, express that it's not your strength and I, it's not mine either. I'm, I'm going to look for somebody that I think it's Social 5 that InterNACHI has a great deal with. Um, so I'm going to be looking into that and getting into some more social media marketing because um, I have a great website and I'm on Facebook, but there's a lot to be said right now with social media. And so that's gonna be the next place I go. Yeah, and, and, and on, on that, Gary's absolutely right. He didn't use the word delegate, but I teach delegate. 
man, it's, it's wonderful. You know, I manage, I'm a manager now. It's wonderful to learn what that word actually means just to delegate down, but you just can't dump a lot of tasks on somebody because you'll be micromanaging them. Right. And they'll be asking you questions and you'll spend your entire day answering questions that, uh, you know, you should have solved by, um, uh, systematizing your business operations so that anybody could do the tasks that you delegate. So when you get to that point where you can systematize and list all the tasks that anybody could do, then you can start delegating and growing and hiring other people. Uh, Jonathan, it looks like you got a couple of leads, man. You got Todd who wants to know where you are and Russell, uh, he's uh, got uh, some Hispanic speaking clients that they cannot fully serve. So, uh, Good job, Gary. Last words. Um, sure. Am I live right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, geez, um, I'm kind of thinking, what advice would I give myself? And you know, when I first started off, I, I didn't know how to market, and I remember throwing a um, a shirt on my back that said "Inspector," and I went to the gym, and my wife said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm marketing." Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember staring at my phone that first month going, ring, just ring. And, and, and we know that hope is, is, is not a strategy. So what I, what I did is I started to look at other great companies. What is it they do to, to provide an experience? And so I looked at great companies like um, Lexus, um, like Disney, uh, you know, what, how do, what do they do to make it a magical experience? And I started incorporating some of these ideas uh, into, into our service. And then I looked at um, people like Marcus Lemonis from The Prophet. You know, he talks, he talks about the three Ps of, of P's. people, processes, and product, I think. Right? Yeah, right. And I thought, well, gosh, we, we don't sell products, but the fact is we really do. And that's our final inspection report. It's a product. So you can learn a lot from, from someone like that. The other thing I would, I would say to myself is have a vision board. You know, where do, where do you want your business to be? What does retirement look like to you? You know, what do you, where do you, where do you want to travel? Do you want to go on a cruise or a safari? What sort of house do you want to live in? Do you want to be a private pilot? Do you want to learn how to play a piano? Do you want to be a scratch golfer? You want to have more than just one one business. You want to be a um, a deacon or an elder in your church. You want to run a, a what do they call them Spartan races? <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably not doing that. But um, you want to learn sign language. There's you know we live in in my opinion the greatest country in the world. We have so many opportunities here. Um, the other thing I'd say is as as entrepreneurs as business owners we really need to separate ourselves from our competition. And the way we do that is through USP, unique selling uh, points or propositions. What is it you, you do differently? Because I found out just recently, there's 25,000 members in Internachi. Yep. Is that right, Ben? Uh, almost 27. Okay, 27. <laughs> so, you know, what is it you do differently? Do you do same-day reports? Do you do repair verification inspections? Do you include infrared as part of your service? Do you have a wide variety of services? For us, because we have 10 inspectors, we have an internal quality control program to make sure that 
one inspector does it very similar to the next. Uh, we have a live staff that helps with scheduling. Um, we offer free technical assistance for as long as you own your house. Um, I think you guys were talking about satisfaction guarantees and warranties and, and that sort of thing. So really outline what your USPs are. Um, I also would say invest in yourself. And honestly, uh, whether Ben was on the call or not, InterNACHI brings so much value to us as members you know, with the free business documents and the article library and inspection checklist and education and training and, and on and on and on. It's, it is an unbelievable value. Um, and along with that, I'd say enrich your mind. And I'm not the best reader. And I found out recently, recently that it's okay not to finish a book. Um, you can put it down and grab another book and, and do that. But some of the, the books that I, I want to share this and then I'll shut up um, that have really helped me along the way. And this one's not new to any of us, but it's how to win friends and influence people. Yep. You know, and the reality is we could be really good technical inspectors, but if we can't communicate with, with our referral sources and sellers and vendors and contractors and builders, um, it's, it's not going to be a, a winning recipe. Um, so that's one of them. I'm reading one called Extreme Leadership now. It's by um, a couple of Navy SEALs. Uh, and I just started it, so I can't tell you the details on it. There's one that's called 4DX, which is the four disciplines of execution. Uh, and, and that teaches you about measurements and KPIs and, and all those critical things that we should be doing for our business. There's another one that comes to mind called the, uh, the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Uh, and in that, he, he talks about the difference of being a technician, a manager, and an entrepreneur. And, you know, as we start our journey uh, in home inspection, at some point we may be one of each of those, or in some instances, uh, all three at the same time. I remember when I started off as a, as a single inspector, I affectionately referred to myself as a chuck in a truck or a man in a van, um, and things change over the course of time. Uh, the last thing I would share with you is um, go where there's no competition. And what do I mean by that? Um, Lon mentioned it earlier. Um, it's a powerful way to tremendously boost your business and profitability and its commercial inspections. And so, you know, Listeners, I would ask you to think in your minds, name the commercial inspectors in your area. I can promise you it's not going to be a very long list because there aren't that many. And so admittedly, commercial inspections are more demanding, yet they have less competition, way less emotion, and much, much higher profits. So get certified and get some of that business. Right. Uh um, Jonathan, before you uh, have your last words, um, uh, I was taking a look at uh, inspectorseek.com and I was looking at um, all the inspectors in Colorado and uh, I was disappointed in how many home inspectors and companies don't have a website. I teach on how to do a website. It's not the greatest thing. They have templates you can, in 20 minutes, I show you how to at least put a few pages up. 
with your face and the phone number or so something. I don't buy, I don't eat a burger. I don't go to a restaurant until I look at their website and look at their menu. And now it's like, you know, we don't eat in, but it, sometimes it's outside in a tent with a heater or, or curbside pickup, but I don't go to a theater until I watch the trailer. So you got to give them, you got to be online. I, I, you know, not everybody is online. And I think you'll find that the, those who are not online have a great referral network like lawn, but, um, and get just like referrals, 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 and that's their business, word of mouth stuff. But mm, I think you need a website. And uh, if you need to learn how to do a website, I teach a bunch of classes, go to our webinar section of nachi.org slash webinar, n-a-c-h-i.org slash webinar, and type search for website. There's a bunch of little videos that I do on how to create a website and it's free. There are free templates to create a website with a click of a button, literally a click of a button. Please get a website up. Oh my goodness. I, I, I are you referring? Uh, I don't have a website. <laughs> no, I do have a website. You it's do, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. telling everybody else. I'm telling yes. Um, oh, yeah. your competition, Jonathan. Uh, half of half of your competition doesn't have a website. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. I, I get it. I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no not you. No, no. I was telling. I went through the list of all the Colorado inspectors, and I'm just amazed. I would never hire you if you don't have a website. Correct. Maybe um, I'm wrong, but I think uh, half of your competition, Jonathan and Lon and, and Julie, uh, don't even have a website. It's, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It drives me crazy. Um, Gary, what you want to say? No. Oh, okay. Jonathan, so last words? Uh, last words. Uh, talking about real quick about the website. Don't go too crazy on it. Yeah. I spend too much that I should. And I, I took the prize. So like, like Ben says, just find a very easy cookie cutter uh, website. Uh, I'm not paid by anybody. Uh, uh, I, I've been looking at my website and compared with some of the Spectora does. And I'm like, and I think there's a, they're a lot cheaper, but I spent too much money on that website. So that, that kind of put my budget a little bit uh, higher than I was expected. So definitely, yeah, uh, the compare numbers on the website. Um, Definitely, you know, uh, we got all the tools, you know, uh, me being one of, you know, the newest inspector, you know, I talked to Lon uh, on, on the last class house of horrors and I asked him, like, Lon, what's your advice? I mean, you, I'm, I'm, I'm a young guy. Uh, I mean, I'm pro almost, uh, almost 40 years old. And what do you suggest me? Uh, because, you know, people, they want to see the the experienced guy the the guy that you know it's been on the industry for 20 25 30 plus years and know their stuff and you know i'm never gonna forget lon's words like you know what get yourself a uniform and just be presentable and just be confident of yourself and you'll you'll be surprised you know uh keep learning and and uh and that was just to summarize what he told me and that kind of stick on my on my head and and definitely we got the tools, we got internet, we got the Facebook page that you can learn. We got the forum. Uh, there's other, other stuff right there. I mean, I've, I've been looking at the, uh, there's a, I, I got the book right here, but it's uh, 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 the code book, tiny uh, book that, you know, tells you all the codes kind of to reference back to them. Um, uh, don't, don't, don't be discouraged. Just, just keep knocking doors. Business is going to come. 
and 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 ju just be yourself, be professional, and uh, and and do your best. And and yeah, uh, also thanks, Russell. I'll I'll give you a call. I, I really appreciate that that the referral. So, and yeah, uh, there's there's no reason why not to succeed with Iranachi. Uh, I look at other other association and. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I enjoy, I've been enjoying uh, being part of Internachi ever since. Awesome, Jonathan. Uh, one of the things that uh, was touched on, on with Gary is um, unique selling points. You know, what, what differentiates yourself from all the rest? Um, and so uh, I, I teach a lot about, I ask my students to look up the word commodity. You know, you don't want to be in the world of a commodity where one home inspection company can be interchangeable with another. And uh, if there's nothing really different between you and your competition, um, then it's a battle of price. The, that's the only differential. differential. And uh, lowest price wins, and that's no good for anybody. So you don't wanna be in the world of commodity. You wanna be very unique and special. In, in general, in business, if the, if the perceived value is incredibly overwhelming compared to the cost, it's a good decision. So your problem is what, is what is overwhelmingly valuable to my clients? And uh, there's plenty of training on that in our marketing webinars. Lon, uh, last words and we'll wrap this up. Yeah, a couple, uh, Jonathan touched on one thing for, I think for new people getting in the business, a uh, little bit of advice that I uh, communicated to Jonathan, but is uh, look the part. Um, you know, just, uh, it's a, uh, I, I think some guys or gals maybe, uh, don't meet the expectations of your client, uh, and just, you know, clean, look the part. I mean, just, uh, uh, that goes so much to building that, uh, gravitas that we need. One thing about, uh, complaints from clients. Um, I have never had uh, a, or the, let me rephrase that. The worst complaints I've had from clients are the ones that never met me. Uh, they weren't there for the inspection, uh, just either talked to them by email or over the phone or something like that. Uh, you know, be personable, you know. Uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a fairly, I guess I'm a fairly nice guy and I uh, get along with just with every client. And I think if they like you, they're less likely to call their attorney when they have a problem and more likely to call you first. And uh, that goes a long ways to diffusing problems. Look, one of my favorite things to say, it's hard to be perfect. It's hard to be perfect on every inspection. It's hard to be perfect on every inspection, every day of every week of every month. It's just hard to be perfect. But Julie touched on it. Get the big things right. And if you missed a fogged window somewhere, it's either not going to cost you much or it's not going to, uh, you're going to be forgiven for it. Um, the, uh, so try to be perfect on those big things and be set those expectations with a client uh, goes as all part of that picture on that. Uh, one other thing, talk, 
also for anybody, regardless of how long you've been in the business, the InterNACHI forum is a good place to uh, interact with other inspectors. And there's, man, there's some guys around the country who it's crazy. They're like walking encyclopedias and uh, you know, and yeah, there sometimes there's a little negativity there, but most guys shut it. Most of the forum uh, people on the forum will shut that down. And I filter that and go to the information and there's some really good information on that uh, forum. And so I, you know, I recommend that for anybody is, uh, and there's, there's topics on everything, everything we've discussed here and marketing, uh, problems with, uh, uh, inspections, and then just things that come up, uh, on inspections that we see all the time. In fact, I think today, some guy had a question that he had for, forgot to mention in a report that the panel was an FPE panel and he was kind of concerned whether he should, you know, what he should do little things like that. Well, there's plenty of experienced guys out there answering those questions. And uh, so that's a great resource uh, for uh, anybody in this business to go to and reach out to an incredibly large network of fellow inspectors. Cool. All right, everybody. I think we uh, ended it just, just right, right on time. I think we added a little extra half hour to it. Um, I don't know about you, but I was taking notes. Um, <laughs> Julie's got notes too. Uh, I think there's another Colorado online chapter meeting, um, but it's in a few months. So we're gonna, do, we're gonna spread them out through the year. So I think it's in April or something like that. Um, but there are other chapter events. Obviously there's other online events. Uh, I'm always doing a webinar. Um, so I welcome you to, um, now's the time to learn something new. Just like Gary said, uh, just keep your mind going um, and uh, stay safe and healthy and come back home. Uh, don't fall off a ladder and do something stupid like that. Um, so uh, we want you to stay in the family of InterNACHI and uh, be successful. So thank you for um, Lon, Julie, Jonathan, Gary. Thank you so much for taking uh, a huge portion of your evening. You could have been doing anything else. But you, uh, I really respect how you um, just came to my call, really. I, I asked these folks to just give of their time just to help me out and provide some value to other inspectors. So I really appreciate it. it it's really honorable to be with you all. So thank you so much. And again, if you wanted anybody uh, can ask any other questions, reach out to Lon, Julie, Jonathan, Gary, or me if you need any help. And uh, I'll see you in the next chapter event okay see you online thank bye. you thank you thanks bye, everybody thank you so thank much you, thank you